Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Kim, Marcy, and Katie. We are three women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. So grab your chair, come sit at our table, and let's talk. Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag, along with my co-host here, the lovely Marcy Nevin and Katie Crocus. Katie, I'm never not going to want to call you Katie Couric. I don't care how long we do this together. <laughs> I know, like 40 episodes ago, I think you almost introduced me as Katie Couric, like my first I, one. Literally, every Don't time I have to stop and in my mind, pause and think, it is not Couric. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a compliment. I will take it. <laughs> How's How everybody you? doing? Well, Mar- Marcy, we should start with you. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I'm hanging in there. So for those who, who don't know, I did finally, after two and a half years, get hit hard with COVID. So as the listeners do know, I was in Arizona, not last week, but the week, no, last week. Um, no, excuse me. Not last week, the week before I was in <laughs> Arizona. Oh, COVID brain. Um, Thursday through Sunday had a really great time. Sedona is just a magical place. So we had lots of fun seeing the sights and just kind of hanging out and came home, felt great on Monday and woke up on Tuesday with a little bit of a headache, which, you know, like happens every so often, but nothing that a quick cold shower and walk out into the sunshine can't take away real quickly. And it did. But then I noticed as the day was going on, I started to not feel so well. And by mid afternoon, I had a fever, body aches. I'm like, Oh, this is not good. So I took a test and it was negative. Uh, but I just, I wasn't confident in that result. So the next day I woke up and could hardly get out of bed, took another test. This time it was positive. So yeah, unfortunately got hit with COVID. It has been very, very challenging. Um, not this like, oh, it just kind of felt like a cold. Like I feel, so some people have been talking about with this newer variant. So mine felt like the worst flu I have ever had. So horrible headache, body aches, fever, exhaustion. And the worst part of all, absolutely no appetite. Like the thought of even water was repulsive to me. So wow. yeah, it was, that was hard. Um, Cause you know, you don't want to be dehydrated but it was hard for me to even drink water. So for a couple of days, didn't want to have anything. And then finally I was able to get down like rice cakes and applesauce. And I lived off of that for a couple of days. So now my appetite is slowly returning but it's just not what it was. Um, mm. So I think it's just gonna take, it's gonna take time, you know? And I have a grand total of probably about 2000 steps over the past week. Uh, so, you know, walking has been challenging. You've banked enough in your lifetime to like still yeah. be way I'm, over. I'm, I'm not worried about it. Like if anything, like the work that I have done on myself over the past couple of years to let go of, you know, perfectionism and the need to always be busy and never take time off. And like that has really decreased. And mm-hmm. I feel incredibly grateful because I have not felt guilty one time. You know, that like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing enough. I haven't hit my 10,000 steps yet again. No, like just let your body rest. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's my update. Katie, I hope the uh, news is better on your front. The things are great with me. I, 
on the other hand, I've never had more steps in my life than I have. <laughs> I'm averaging like 20, 25,000 a day and not even noticing it. It's just, that's how it's been. But I've also, I've not been strength training at all. I've done none of my traditional training in the last three weeks. Cause I was in New Jersey for a week. And then we came home and did like 48 hours later, got back in the car and came out to Colorado. And it's just been nonstop movement here, but there's no, for me, there's like no space for um, a typical routine. And so I just kind of decided like Marcy, much like you, where it's like, there was a time when I might've really been disturbed by the fact that I'm not getting, you know, three full, at least three band workouts in for one week or whatever. And it's the opposite. I just am embracing where I am and being active and incorporating what like nature and life is giving to me um, and making that my wellness routine. And so for me here, that's a lot of walking It's definitely hiking every day. Um, it's, you know, getting, it's like being close to the water, being close to the mountains. And so it's just a different kind of energy that is pulsing through me. And it's, it's a wonderful change. Mm -hmm. So how long are you guys just in one place or are you? Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're in a house here. Um, but we, we, when we travel, (laughs) we move in, like we, we live, like we live here. We cook at home for the most part. We, um, you know, have groceries and, and fill up the house here and have all the comforts of home and just live our best lives, except my husband and I aren't working. And so it's like, we're just in it for all the outdoor recreation. And then, um, and finally today is the first rainy day we've had since we got here a week and a half ago. And so today's probably the first day that we will, you know, go explore the library and maybe see a movie and just kind of chill a little bit. But, you know, yeah, we just kind of like live our lives normally just in a different place. That's, mm-hmm. that's how we do it. That sounds fun. Sounds amazing. A nice I need to get on board with that. <laughs> it's the nicest <laughs> escape, myself and I. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for some people like Hawaii would be the dream to, to do something like this, but for us, it's the mountains. Oh, it just both sound great. I mean, I haven't seen too many of your stories. I will say like one thing that I noticed being sick was I had not, or I did not want a lot of stimulation. So mm. I didn't want to listen to podcasts. I didn't want to watch shows. I didn't want to like, I, mean, I was on Instagram a little bit, but just kind of like cut off from everything. So it's only in the past couple of days that I've seen more of your stories and they just look, or I mean, the landscape looks absolutely incredible. I'm like, I need yeah. to move to Colorado at some point in my life. Um, or at least just spend like some time there. So what city are you in? We're in Frisco, which is in Summit County. So it's about an hour and change to the West of Denver. And, and it's right in the center of like all of the, you know, world-class ski resorts, but mm. it's, so it's a town that is not attached to a mountain, which we really like because it just means fewer crowds. It means, mm-hmm. you know, it's got, it's called like the, the main street of the Rockies cause it's in the center of it all, but it's just a little bit less populated because it doesn't have the resort attached mm-hmm. to it. Um, it's, I highly recommend checking out Frisco, Colorado. It's so accessible from Denver, which I think is, was one of the reasons that we decided to make it our home because there's so many great spots in Colorado. I mean, you could go out to Steamboat Springs or Telluride or Crested Butte, but none of those spots were like a car ride for us. And we really want like our home base out here to be something that you can get to in the car if you have to. And, and you, we just like, you know, Utah or any of these States out here, it takes a long time to go from like one end to the other. So we had to pick one that was like close to Denver. And so that's why we chose here. And we just are so glad we did. And how long are you going to be there for? We're leaving on Saturday. My kids start school Wednesday. So 
we got to go. <laughs> and you're going to get back just in the nick of time. I know. I know it's, and luckily like we, I had the foresight to order, to do all the school supplies and all the uniform shopping and everything before we left in, in July. So, oh, uh, with, we're hopefully, I mean, I'm sure I've got tons of things, but hopefully it's going to be okay. And, you know, we'll just be able to get going as soon as we get home. It's just a little, I wish we had the time to kind of, we're missing all of, you know, Kim, you probably remember like the meet the teachers and the, you know, popsicles with friends and like all the oh. things that right before school starts. But my kids are all in a school this year, finally, that they know and they know well. So they're going to so just, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, but Kim, good. you had some big travels. Tell us about yours. Well, yeah. Mine was the opposite of yours. We definitely did a touristy thing. <laughs> I did Dory stories, but if you guys, if anybody listening is like, I'm kind of interested in all this. I could not recommend Graceland highly enough. It was really well done. We weren't sure what to expect. We're like, this could be super lame, but wow, they had that house restored to what it looked like when he and Priscilla were married. And the tour itself was so like, it was long, but you weren't, it was very different. You get an iPad and a headset and then you just self-guide this tour. But the person who's giving you the tour is John Stamos. I've always oh. loved John Stamos, like Uncle Jesse. And what was his character on General Hospital? I can't remember his name. Um, but he played, you know, John John Stamos, when he played Uncle Jesse, he was obsessed with Elvis. So that's why they picked him. So he gives you this tour and you have your own personal iPad that tells you about each room and all like amazing, deep, fun facts and history about it. And you kind of just go at your own pace and there's a lot to see. And it's so like you come like come away, like really getting a feel for like having been there with him in that era loved every minute of it. And there's all these big museums attached to it. Like Graceland is not just the house. It was like a theme park, not with rides, but with like the amount there is to do. It took us a whole day. Wow. It was, I would have never expected that. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea. We were actually in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, if we have time, we'll head over and do like the national park. We quick looked at it, but it was closed by the time we got there. Um, you can go see where Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated at the Lorraine Motel. They've turned that into a national mar- uh, national park. Um, oh. And so there is, you can see it outside and they show some interesting things, but you can actually go in. And it's like a civil rights museum. It was closed by the time we got there. But in my mind, I had this list of other things we could have done that day once we were done. Cause I thought it might take like an, it's a house. I'm like, it'll take like two hours, right? <laughs> no, yeah. we were, we were there like five hours and we could have stayed longer, but I was just kind of tired and, and ready to move on. It was fantastic. Phenomenal. You've had a lot of Elvis. I know you love the movie so much. Is that sort yeah. of what inspired this trip? Yeah. Cause my daughter wanted to go see the movie. So we went and saw it and she became a big Elvis fan, like all this time later. So we listened to all the music and then she's like, can we go? And my mom was excited because she was an original Elvis fan. So she came with us. We all went and saw it. So it was a good time. And of course, on our way, we got to see the cultural landmark that is Bucky's. You guys know Bucky's? <laughs> I, I, I saw your stories. I've heard about it from people in Texas, but I've That's, never been. I, I just, I had no idea it was anywhere other than Texas. And like, yeah, I, I watch sure. all these people I know from the West going to Texas and they like make this big stop. And in my mind, I'm like, guys, it's like a gas station. Like uh-huh. it's just a gas station. It's way more than a gas station. ladies. I've never seen anything like this place. It was a hoot. Like we loved it. We saw it and it's the first one in Tennessee. And it was, it just opened like a few weeks ago. And so we stopped and like literally named something. They have a housewares department. Like I saw cute Halloween decorations. Like oh they had a bakery and a deli, like fresh made food, a whole wall of jerky. You could buy shoes. Like there was a grocery oh store. It was like 
but I had no idea you could buy a grill. Like <laughs> it's like, and then wow. they have this whole department with their guy Bucky on everything. Like literally, name a name an item. That man, that little beaver is on something. It was hilarious. We had a great time at Bucky's. <laughs> it's really nice to have road stops like that. Let me tell you, I there was a deficit of them from like as soon as you hit like the end of Iowa to like part the Colorado. There is not much in the way of road stops. Yeah, and so. To see something like that would be like an oasis. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> they need to put a Bucky's out there in the middle of nowhere. Then. I would love that somewhere between, I don't know, North Platte and the Colorado border. I would appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, as we're all talking about our summer trips here, we're going to dive into a topic um, kind of about the backside of that. We're going to talk today a bit about um, the transition from summer into fall from this kind of like lazy, hazy time of our lives for many of us, not all of us, but for a lot of us, into the more routine and rigor of the fall, kind of coming back from trips and moving forward. And where do we want to go with our lives? So mm-hmm. Marcy, give us some kind of starting thoughts there. What's on your mind? Well, you know, maybe I'm not the best person to start with because my routine doesn't change too much during the summer. I don't have kids. So I'm just still in the throes of, of my regular life. And that is something that I haven't really experienced Mm. since, you know, I've been, I guess, graduated from college 16 years ago, um, where, yeah, I've just kind of like went right into the workforce. And yeah, I remember saying how it was so different because, like being an adult, like you don't have that summer anymore, like as that transition. So like the year for me, at least just kind of like all blended together. Um, so, so yeah, like I don't have too much to be like, oh, well, here's what I'm going to do because nothing has really changed <laughs> for me, unfortunately. You know, even um, without kids though, I think a lot of people still kind of live this like secular kind of year where it's the summer. So they kind of, at least I know the people who I work, they're yeah. like, Um, Some of them are retired. They definitely don't have like kids in their home. And they're like, oh, you know, we're going to do more traveling. And, you know, we're kind of taking a break from um, just like the rigor of life and kind of doing more things with the neighborhood and hanging out at the pool versus kind of more of this like structure. It's one of the reasons I think people's fitness routines really can suffer because we do kind of, it's kind of like, this is the, this is like, I just heard somebody talking about the other day how August is kind of like the Saturday of the year, right? Like, we're, oh. or, or like the Sunday afternoon Sunday. of the year. Like, we're just kind of relaxing, and you know, September is like Monday morning. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, and maybe like Sunday or August is a little bit of the the Sunday scaries, knowing that Ooh. you, oh yes, that you have to, you know head back into to real life and what does that look like? So one thing that we were talking about off air before we started recording and you know to kind of like tie in perhaps with the Sunday scaries is do you, are you the type of person who overloads your schedule like from the very beginning? So I know when I was a kid, my mom had me in everything. You know, I was in tap, I was in jazz, I was in ballet, I was playing this sport and that sport and taking flute lessons and doing Girl Scouts. I'm like, oh my gosh, my head is spinning just thinking about it. Uh, and, and she worked full-time too. Both my parents did. So, you know, how they they managed to get me to everything, well, carpool. Um, but, but yeah, I feel like sometimes as parents, like we put all these expectations on ourselves 
or maybe you guys do, um, that like my kid has to have like everything going on or else I'm not, um, you know, giving them the best possible childhood experience. And it's like, is that really true for you or for them or, you know, or for you, like, do you need to kind of uh, decide if that is something that is serving you as well? And sometimes Marcy, I don't even know if it's conscious. Like we don't even question it. It's just assumed. It's just assumed mm-hmm. little Johnny's going to be in 15 things. And so is Susie, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, have, we don't even take, take a step back. For me, the time that really caused us to step back and look at like, what do we actually want to do was not being able to do anything during COVID. Mm-hmm. And all of us, like literally all of us realizing we really like just being home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we actually don't want to be involved in nearly the number of things that we were. And part of that was not my kids. It was definitely me. Like I would schedule our weekends and be like, okay, like what are we doing Friday night? And what are we doing Saturday? And who are we having for dinner on Sunday afternoon? Like it was like this constant need to fill our calendar. And mm-hmm. I've let that go. And I really, I'm living the, I'm living the dream because of that. Yeah. Well, so I, I'm, I'm I curious, agree. Kim, like what, what made you feel that way? What, which that I had to do that? You had to do it. I have no idea, Marcy. I don't even know where it came from. It was just how it was just life. It was just, I don't know, like it just, we were always busy. And so I didn't want us to be bored. I don't even know. That's the kind of thing I was saying, like some, some of this is just so habitual. It's just like how it's always been. Like we've always been busy. I've always done this. You'd add more kids in, you'd add more people into your life, you know, have a kid. Now we've got their friends. Let's invite them over. Everybody's got things going on you know, like, oh, we got to have plans. What are we doing as a family? What are we doing as a couple? What are we doing with our friends? It just kind of like kept building. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't even question it until it was gone. And then when the time comes to start adding things back in, I'm like, wow, I like, it makes me super happy to look at a weekend and have literally zero commitment except for church Mm -hmm. on Sunday morning. If I have nothing Friday night, nothing all day, Saturday and nothing Sunday besides church, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> I love it. What about you, I was, Katie? I was someone who I think just like you guys was, I was scheduled within an inch of my life until COVID hit. And then, you know, there were all those, those memes that were like, you know, check on your extrovert friends. They're not okay. I was the opposite. I, I was thriving. I, I had a really wonderful time when I was just, I suddenly I had permission to make my world small. And so Marcy, you asked Kim, like, why did you feel that way? And I feel like for me, it was a lot of hustle, hustle culture in my blood. Mm. I mean, I grew up and there was always awards for productivity and, and filling and filling your day and filling your calendar. And like, the goal was always to like, avoid being bored for some reason. It was just boredom was, was not something that was acceptable. Um, and it's funny because I grew up, my parents did not entertain me in the summer. I mean, it was like, go outside, ride your bike. Go to the yeah. pool, find a friend. I'll see you at bedtime. Like that was, that was what I grew up Me with. Too. Some, yeah. Somewhere between like my childhood years and post-college, I felt like that was not what I, what I was supposed to be doing. So I, I think a lot of it is just a result of, again, what you see surrounding you. And then once everybody else slowed down during, during lockdown, it was, it was like, it was permissible. Right. And so I've been careful and really guarded with my personal schedule and my work and setting my own boundaries. I've not been as good about my kids. I will admit because like there's, and again, like, I, I don't know why I'm, I, I, I'm not holding this for this space for them as well as me, but I'm, you know, asking my youngest who I feel like is already behind the curve because, you know, she was young when lockdown started. And so she really hasn't been on a team yet. And she really hasn't done a whole lot of group activities. And so 
I find myself being like, Elle, are you sure you don't want to do softball? Well, what about soccer? What about gymnastics? How about dance? Maybe pottery, maybe music. Like, let's find something for you. And, and if she doesn't want something, why am I pushing something? Like maybe yeah. she knows her space and she, and even better than that, she knows her value and it's not tied to how busy she is. And so I'm working hard to cultivate that with my kids now, because I, I see the benefit of it after having gone through just those years of quiet. I like that word you just used, Katie. I think it's a good thing for people to consider in this moment, kind of when we're on this shoulder season, we're making this transition, like thinking, like considering, like, what are your values? Like, what do you actually value and setting your life up to, um, to allow for that, to really prioritize what it is you value rather than going back to the default settings that you had for last calendar year, last school year. Right. So like, really being intentional and thinking through like, what do I want to add to my life at this moment or take away from my life at this moment so that I can be in line with my values? Values are so, that's what's driven me. Since I shifted gears a little bit about a year ago, I decided that all of my goals are going to align with my values and that's changed everything. I mean, I I went from always trying to feel like if I achieved this certain thing, then I would be happy. But if instead I'm just working with things that are in alignment with what's actually important to me, I don't have to wait for that happy. I just mm. always have it. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. values, I think, are just such a beautiful, beautiful endeavor. Marks, what do you have to add about that? About the values? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I agree 100%. And I think, you know, as we get older and uh, hopefully wiser, we do start to, re- to realize what in our life is meaningful and like is really important to us. And I know that over, I would say really like the past, oh, maybe like less than a year, things have been hitting me pretty hard. And, you know, I know, don't want to get like super morbid on the podcast, but, you know, as I age, like it also means that, you know, my parents are getting older. My poor dog is getting older. And like, that is something that is really becoming, I guess, like present for me, uh, because like, I see it not so much with my mom, but like, definitely like I see my dad slowing down a little bit. And that has been really hard to watch because, you know, for the past 38 years, you know, I I've seen my parents as these figures who just kind of like, they go, go, go. They're, they're always, you know, working and traveling and like doing things. And to see them slow down, it's like, it's been really difficult for me. So I was kind of in this place where I was trying to, you know, start my life and my career and become successful and all of that. And I really like had my blinders on and was not spending as much time with my family as perhaps I, you know, I don't want to use the word should, um, but, but yeah, maybe I'll use should, um, you know, thinking like, just always like assuming like I'm going to have the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then now kind of like this reality is sinking in, like, no, like that is not the case. So I feel like I've maybe pulled back a little bit or slowed down or just taken like the pressure and the expectations off of myself to always be doing, to like always be striving for more, you know, in the efforts to have more time and space to spend with my parents. Um, Mm -hmm. that is something that, that I really value for sure. You know, that's a great example, Marcy, of exactly what we were talking about here. Um, you know, really getting clear on what are your values and what can you actually put in place in your life to live in alignment with them. Fantastic mm-hmm. example. And if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, like 
I'm feeling this, like, this feels good. And you're like, but where do I even start? Like, I think good questions to ask yourself are what are my values? What are my goals? And if you're like, I'm still not clear thinking about like, how do I want to feel? Like, when do I feel really happy? When do I feel really at peace? What am I doing during those times? And how can I have more of that? Or what do I need to take away so that I can feel that more? Because it could be adding, it could be taking away. Mm-hmm. I, I love Absolutely. that, Kim. I, I think it's so important too, to allow people to give themselves permission to step away from maybe the person that you thought you were, the person you identified yourself as before, once you do sink into what your values are and what feels right to you. And I think most of us, I'm sure, I don't know, let me know, ladies, if you agree, reinvent ourselves maybe every 10 years or so, or at least since I turned, I was a different person at 20 that I was at 30 that I am now in my 40s. And I think I'll be different again in my 50s. And they're not small changes. Like they're pretty drastic in terms of my value system. And I think sometimes we have a really hard time letting go of this identity that we feel like not only we own, but other people expect from us. And and that's something that can be hard to detach from, but it's part of the growing process and and part of um it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough experience to, to extract yourself from that. And to, but that's, you know, it's where the growth happens. And so yes. it, it is, it's good on the other side. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is. Um, okay. So let's kind of turn the discussion now to another topic around the same um, kind of idea that we're here on this kind of shoulder season. We're kind of in this period of transition. And that is talking about goal setting and what the research says about temporal landmarks. Marcy, you and I have had chats about this before. Do you want to kind of give people a lay of the land with that? Yeah, absolutely. So temporal landmark is, excuse me, it is very real thing. It is backed by research. And it's essentially that, you know, we have poignant times in our life, like whether it's a life event or just a calendar uh, signifier, so to speak. So maybe it's your birthday, your anniversary, um, the first day of the month, something like that. So like, I know for me, I was so excited that August 1st also landed on a Monday. I'm like, ah, oh, this is so mm. soothing to my brain. It felt clean. <laughs> it felt so clean. And I feel like we've had quite a few of those actually this year. Mm-hmm. This is not the first one, which is just so nice. Um, but yeah, so like that can, that in itself can be a temporal landmark. September 1st, your kids going back to school, basically like, yeah, any, uh, anything that signifies a, a fresh start, a new beginning, and that can be a really good opportunity to take a look kind of like what you're we saying earlier at, you know, what you were doing previously and how you want to make some changes like going into this new time period. And then it, you signify that with um, whatever it is, like the date on the calendar, your birthday, the kids going back to school. Um, and, and yeah, it can just be the, what we call the fresh start effect. So, you know, people will kind of poo-poo on new year's day or excuse me, like, you know, the new year in, um, in general, like, oh, you don't need to wait until the new year to, um, define a new goal or to like start a new habit. And it's like, well, actually there is research that shows it can be very effective. Absolutely. And one of the the reasons they talk about why this works so well is because this moment in time, first of the year, first of August, you know, kids going back to school, it works as this divider kind of internally where we can see like the old us and the things we were doing and what's going to be the new us. And we can kind of attribute um, maybe the habits we didn't like to this older version of us. And we can envision this newer version of us going into this new season, like with this break in time. And so ladies listening, like this is a great moment in time because there are such heavy um, 
temporal landmarks right now, like September 1st, it's the fall. Mm -hmm. It's the like, we're back from the beach kind of moment. The kids are going to school. If you have kids, this can be a great moment for you to revisit the goals that maybe you set at the beginning of the year, or maybe a brand new goal and really um, kind of have this little boost of, I can do this right now. Mm -hmm. I've always loved this time of year. I think for that exact reason, I, because for me, it's like, gosh, I have four months between now and the end of, of the year, which is scary in and of itself, but like you can make a lot of progress in any direction in four months. This is not the time. This is not like, I think we've had a different podcast. Where we talked about this, like September through December is like the long weekend of the year where sometimes people just like, just throw everything away and say, ah, it's the holidays and whatever. And I'll yeah, yeah. until next year. It's like, oh my gosh, I think fall is a really beautiful time to just let some things go and then dig in elsewhere because it just feels like a time to refresh and then to be able to turn the calendar at the end of the, this year and feel like, gosh, I've been working on these things. Maybe it hasn't been perfect, but they've been part of my identity and my world and my habit system for the last four months puts you in a really good place as you embark on the, the temporal landmark of January 1st. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. All right, ladies, any final thoughts? I don't think I mean, so. Not for me. I know we all love fall. We are all fall oh, yes. lovers. So does anyone have, is there anything that you guys are looking forward to most in these next few weeks as we turn the calendar? Yeah, I'm kind of, here's the thing. I do love fall and like come like September 21st, my house really does look like Hobby Lobby's um, <laughs> Halloween and fall department like threw up in my house. Like I love yeah. fall. I have so many fall decorations. I really am all about the pumpkin spice and the, the squash. But I'm not ready for it yet. I'm never ready for it at this time of year. And I know a lot of people are like chomping at the bit. Marcy is one of them. Um, like ready for fall. I'm not. I am a summer girl. I love these days. My plan for the next, I don't know. Well, I'm going to be in Alaska for a big chunk of it. But up until the day I leave and when I get back, I'm going to take like every last minute of summer and of sun at night and, you know, warm walks. That's my plan. I'm, I'm putting fall on the back burner for me for a little bit. That so that's interesting, Kim, because the one thing that I will miss about the summer is the evening walks. Like love them. They, I I feel like I like the evening walks even better than the morning walk. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. know me, like I put a morning walk on my Instagram story pretty much every day. Like it is my routine, but there's just something really peaceful about the evening walk in a summer or in the summer, Mm -hmm. just because I feel like, you know, the day is done. You can kind of shut off from work and you really are just able to be like present and in the moment, I call it the magic hour and something like really, really nice about it. So yeah, I think I will miss that. But, you know, going back to the beginning of the podcast, when you let off with me and I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to say about this because I'm not a fan of the summer aside from the longer days because the transition going from like when it gets dark at like four o'clock in the afternoon, like that is rough for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't like the heat. And so I, I kind of like hibernate almost in the summer and that's why, yeah, I'm not like out of the beach. I'm not out of the pool. Like I have a pool in my complex. I have not used it once. Um, and you know, when other people are like out there just, you know, basking in their glory. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think for me, I cannot wait for the actual fall weather, you know, have it be cooler, the, 
the leaves on the trees. Uh, I'm not a big pumpkin spice person, but just like the overall ambiance and feel. The and pumpkin then, spice ambiance. The pumpkin mm -hmm. spice, yeah, the ambiance, <laughs> like that whole vibe, you know, like apple cider, that kind of thing. The too, cozy. Like, it's it's the cozy vibe. Yeah. It, it's I'm the, all about it. I'm just not ready yeah. for it yet. Yeah. Um, the decorations, all of that. And then for me, college football, like that mm. is that is my jam. So cannot wait three weeks and less than three weeks in counting. September 3rd is oh. opening day. Yeah. All right. Awesome. What about you, Kate? Well, I've been kind of living fall life out here. We're in the mountains because it's been like highs in the low seventies and it's mm. been like 48 degrees when I start my wow. hikes in the morning. And I so I've you been, are in fall. I've been wearing like a winter hat on the, in the, on the morning hikes. And then by the end of the day, you know, I'm in a t-shirt because it's like 78 degrees in the mountains is, is, is hot because the sun's so close to you. But um, yeah, the last, when I get back to Wisconsin, it'll be interesting because usually we get some like not, like rogue 90 degree days in like August and September. And that's, a, that mentally is rough for me, but, um, but yeah, the, the evenings are, are my favorite and the, the late light is just such, it's just so precious and, and watching it sort of be so fleeting is a little bit sad right now, but it all leads to good things, which is refreshing. Mm -hmm. It does indeed. Well, thanks so much for joining us here today. We will catch you next week um, on our next episode of Decades of Strength. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. If you liked this, if it was helpful for you, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review wherever you're listening. It really does help our work get in front of more people. Thanks so much for being here with you and we'll see you again next week.